Are you enjoying your coffee? Well, I'm trying to. Well, you brought the coffee. <laughs> well, that's because it's supposed to be breakfast in bed. But there's no <laughs> real breakfast because, because I didn't know what breakfast to bring you because you don't have a regular breakfast, right? You just kind of have whatever. I just have coffee. So you brought my regular breakfast. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I was thinking like, did you want cereal or... Toast or fresh fruit or jam or pate or um, no 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 I don't I don't I don't have breakfast in the morning I have breakfast later. <laughs> That's lunch. <laughs> when you have breakfast I have breakfast later. before I have brunch. Brunch. Yes. Brunch is good. Brunch is good. Yeah, I don't. We can, uh, we can do brunch. I've got a feeling that this microphone is too close to my mouth and they can't what? I can't move I can't move my lips <laughs> cuz I'm going to <laughs> eat the I'm going to eat the microphone. Well when I when I do my my business podcast okay. my beard <clears throat> rubs against the mic and it sounds like a, one of those old vinyl records you know like the static the static kind of fuzzy sound and I, I changed the mics and the static fuzzy sound disappeared. Uh-huh. And, and I missed it. I missed the static fuzzy sound. Yeah. Because I, I actually liked that kind of, the the, the, the kind of ambience created. I guess. Well, anyway, I have to, like, when you're, when you're drinking your coffee, you've got to be careful with that mic because obviously there's a problem with it. Cause yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we have, you have to check the, the, the waves. Bars bars and the waves yeah make yeah. sure that everything's fine why'd you give me the broken one <laughs> i didn't know it was broken I, I i it's the same one you had last week and it worked fine mm. and i haven't done anything with it over the over the week it's it's not actually broken mm-hmm. what it is is it's a creative headset and creative headset Yes, yes, from the company Creative, by Creative. Oh, I thought I thought that was I thought there was like your positive attitude kind of thing that we now call broken things creative. That's a good idea. Mm. You, you you could do that. You could. PMA. It's not broken. It's uh, creative, adaptable. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can make anything mm. out of it. Well, you can't make anything out of a headset, but, no. <laughs> yeah, well. but you can. What's cool about the create? This is the only like this is the only headset that goes not over the top of the head, around the back of the neck, and it's the only one where you can actually remove the microphone and have it just purely as a, as as an earphone headset, and that's so incredibly yeah. cool because Th- that that is, is. But you don't really do that, though, do you? I don't think I've well, ever seen you doing that. Well, I don't do that because I spend most of my time recording, so I need a microphone. Yeah. Right? But let's say you let's say you don't need a mic, right? Mm-hmm. So you just take off the mic and you know, you you 
you do your thing and you know they function you don't need you don't need a set of earphones right because mm-hmm. you've you've got the the cool headset and the creative sound is creative sound oh cool. sorry i've got no. the i've got the, the thing in my neck what morning pain the, the, the crick where part part of the body hurts and you don't know why i've got the crick <laughs> what the fuck is the crick it's the crick in the, the neck cr- <laughs> That's what you get when you when you sleep on one side. When you're one-sided, you're biased in your sleep. Well, that's why you have pillows to stop that. No, pillows make you do that. Pillows make you sleep on your side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bizarre. Yeah, I know. Pillows are evil. I don't think they do, but um, but never mind. I think it's individual habits. Still, the the whole point the whole point of this um, breakfast conversation is supposed to be parenting. So um, we really ought to talk about something before it gets light outside because it's really dark mm-hmm. right now. Is it parenting though? I thought it was like everything. Oh well, okay, yeah, that's. Well, the original focus was to be parenting, but then it became everything because you can't really separate parenting from from other things because parenting oh. becomes everything that you do. Eventually. I thought I thought it became everything because I couldn't focus on one topic. Well, there's that as well. <laughs> yeah, it it sometimes it's more effective to talk about something completely different than it is to focus on one specific thing. It gives it gives perspective when you bring different things to the uh, to, to the table of the conversation. Like um, like here's my glass of uh, Bailey's with ice from last night. <laughs> You're having that for breakfast. Which I'm not going to have for breakfast. <coughs> but um, I looked at the bottle last night, and um, it's 17% alcohol. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's 17% alcohol, and it's 83% sugar. Yes. Yes. Yes, there's a lot of sugar in it. That's what it tastes like. Right. That's why it's like the sweetest drink on planet Earth. Yeah, I don't actually enjoy it that much anymore, you know? I, I used to really like it, but I kind of started to it's I don't know I don't like it that much well as people keep trying to offer me alcohol which is at least 40% and I can't handle that anymore ooh um are you getting old yes and uh and the 17% is fine because I was I was averaging it out and I was like okay so one glass of this is like less than uh, two glasses of this is less than one glass of that is how I saw it right mm-hmm. in terms of alcohol mm-hmm. I was like well that's okay and then I was thinking there's that uh, in Slovakia there's that beer that Urpener Shesnest mm-hmm. yeah and that's the uh, the 16% beer mm-hmm. and I was like so it's only like one degree 
more alcohol than that beer. And I was like, well, that's kind of okay. And I don't feel the alcohol really at all. It's probably because it's got so much sugar. You, you probably, the brain is like, sugar! And the alcohol is like, there's some alcohol in that, I suppose. Somebody um, stole my show. <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol is like, the sugar is all singing and dancing, and the alcohol is just like, eh, whatever. And, uh, but, and uh, yeah. You, no, but you're taking this whole wrong. I probably am. I shouldn't be drinking it at all. Yeah, that's my point. Yes. Uh, I agree. Why do you, why do you have to why do you have to balance like what's stronger and what's not stronger? It's like I it's like you have to drink alcohol and you're just trying to drink as little as possible. You could just freaking say I'll have apple juice, right? Yes, except there's when you get up at like I've been getting up at five for the last week, mm -hmm. right? By Bye. <laughs> there was um there was background there. Um by eight o'clock in the evening I'm dog tired. You know what that's like, right? Yes. Okay. And I usually have something that I need to do, like, you know, check through emails or prepare some information for the next day or whatever yeah. and I just can't focus on it I'm just I, I just no matter it's like the harder I try to focus the less focused I become and <laughs> the I mean, alcohol you know, I, is helping you get focused yes absolutely it actually what it does is it cancels out the part of my brain which is overthinking everything which is what no focus is Right. No focus for me at that point in time is overthinking everything rather than just doing things. Because just doing things gets things done. And when I have that little bit of alcohol, what it does is I don't I don't overthink anything. I just I just do it and get it done and that's it. And um it it actually gets a little bit of something extra done that uh, can move me forward. Could uh, it just be your brain needing sugar? What, the lack of focus? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, there's an argument that... I mean, I don't mean, I don't mean, like, physiologically, yeah. right? I mean, that that little bit of sugar boosts your energy and then you've got that little bit of extra energy to finish the sh stuff. Well, no. If, if that if that was the case, then anything with just sugar would would do it, right? Yeah, that usually and, and works for me. Yeah, but that doesn't work for me because <laughs> like it, if I have to work late until midnight. Yeah, but then and a I'm glass running of low on everything. A, a, a bad. If I had a glass of something, I would fall asleep instantly. But if I have a little bit of sugar, it boosts me for. That's why I have a problem at night when I have to work late at night because that's when I. That's when I kind of give in. That's when I am most likely to give in. Well, that's when everybody's most likely to give in because there's that don't eat after the sun goes down rule, right? Which is also don't drink after the sun goes down. Yeah, I don't have that rule. Which, uh, which stops people making bad choices because, you know, that's when, that's the period of time in the day when you're not 
you know, thinking clearly. Yeah. Anyway, and you make bad choices. Like you go for the extra bag of crisps or yes, yeah. I, you know what I've, I I saw the other the other day is that um, and it's not like a specific realization of the other day. Mm-hmm. It's just that my parents appear to subconsciously have strategically placed bad food at key points around the house. Well, like where? Like the 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 uh, the tube of Pringles at the bottom of the stairs. Have you noticed? There's you know where it's there. I tell you exactly why it's there. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like the one of the most prominent places in the house, and it's one of the foods that you you really don't. It's it's want there because your mum was in. packing it for a picnic when we went to the science museum, and I saw it and I said no. So she just took it out the bag, and that was where she was packing the picnic. The and and the she li- so it's been there for like so three she weeks. She just left it there, yeah. At the bottom of the stairs. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but you, yeah, but I understand that. And you then there was cheesy really, snacks left you know. on top of the microwave, and then there were other things left in other places. And there's mm-hmm. there appear to be, there, there appears to be bottles of alcohol in every room. Well, your parents have to have those munchies because they entertain guests quite often and guests kind of expect to have something like that, right? I had to go and pick Babka up last night from her party. Uh-huh. And there were four old, drunk women stumbling around. <laughs> They're fun sometimes. No, it was a n- it was a nice atmosphere, and they were all really happy. Mm-hmm. So you know, much better that than they sit at home and watch dancing with the with 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 whatever. Dan- I don't know, dancing with the monkeys or. Whatever. If I had if I had my friends living in the village, right? If I if I had my little little group of horses, <laughs> the collective <laughs> living in the village. I would just love, love, love to meet them every Friday and get slightly tipsy um, just discussing anything that that goes. <laughs> it's funny how you said slightly tipsy because it's like tipsy is slightly drunk, so slightly tipsy would be yes even less than tipsy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, 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 Double slightly drunk. Yeah. The house is amazing, though. Which house? What Miles House? Miles House, Della Chapel, is amazing. It's like, wow, right? Yeah, I know. The long driveway and uh-huh. you know that that little little circular bit of grass that you have to drive around. And so you were always very house. fond of that house. I mean, aesthetically, obviously. I mean, not 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 having weird emotional connection to it, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is me, what strange. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said, You're talking I, about something that's never existed. Yeah, I'm just saying that. <laughs> that's weird. I'm just saying that I remember you always liking that house. Well, it's, it's, it's one of the nicest houses in the area. And, and you have not seen the redecorated bedroom. I've seen the redecorated bedroom. Oh, it probably looks like the Queen lives there. No, 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 it's... It's it's it, but it's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's it. Each room has its like special function, and the kitchen is big. And oh, the kitchen is beautiful. Yeah. And I like it too. It it's tastefully 
designed it and, and Miles got this this eye for you know things yeah. that actually are artistic yeah and it's not overdone mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's subtle in its presentation mm-hmm very much and there's not s-h-i-t everywhere yeah that's true yes it's it's it is tastefully i mean there's there's not there's not many words that can replace that word so yeah i was trying to get i was so i was trying to get the old ladies out in, into the car last night and well like physically well jane didn't want to leave because she needed more fucking nuts <laughs> oh god i can imagine that yeah yeah. And then then and then she suggested. And I know how that feels when you need more. She nuts. suggested that everybody go to a nightclub. Yeah. And I, I had know. to remind her that we're in the middle of nowhere. There are no, there are no nightclubs. Jane's pretty cool, actually. Did you know that she stopped smoking in February and she hasn't smoked since? Yeah, and do you know that's probably because the doctor said you're going to die if you don't, and that is. What well, causes the change? Look, that is possible. She was a nurse who smoked. That I mean, that is hello, that that hello. is possible. But do you know how many people get that and they still smoke? Well, my dad, for example. Yeah. The doctor's like, you have to stop smoking your pipe, and my dad's like, I think I'll smoke twice as much. There's logic for you. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm not even gonna go there, but I know that people can be seriously, seriously ill. And still smoke, and not just talking about your dad. Talking about you know. Well, the the body, g given the right environment and the right nutrition, the body is designed to repair itself. And I know when you get older, the cells don't regenerate the way they should. So, that's kind of crazy. But um, you can make improvements, and uh, and that's cool. Yeah, the, I've got my own perspective on the smoking thing, which is that 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 smoking is just a lack of self-love for for most people, because the the philosophy is that you poison yourself because you don't respect yourself enough. And you can apply that to the alcohol as well. Uh, but it's much more visible with the cigarettes because you're sort of not just poisoning yourself, you're poisoning other people in the environment. And everybody knows it's unhealthy. We've all seen the, those pictures of the black lungs. And, um, you know, cigarettes have 5,000 chemicals in them. And that's not an exaggeration. They actually have 5,000 chemicals in them, including the fact that the filters are made from fiberglass of which microparticles go into your lungs and cut them to shreds because it is actually glass so that's that's really insane so that's, there, there's something to think about um, that people don't think about very much because I, I think that young people who smoke smoke because they are not given the love that they need from their parents. And as a result, they become self-destructive rather than empathic. 
Um, what do you, you think? mean? You mean empathic with themselves? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like self-harming, but yes, in a socially that's, acceptable. That's the way. word that comes to mind, isn't it? Yeah. It's um. God, I'm trying to think of. I'm not saying anything because I'm trying to think of a word that I wanted to use, but it just it's not. Doesn't, it's not coming to the surface. Uh, serendipity. <laughs> not that random, one. A random word. No, no, um, no, no. It's when you. It's when you're. Describe uh, it. I know. Uh, it it's a verb. <laughs> and that down. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Uh, it's a verb, and it describes when when you do things to uh, animals. Not well when you work towards success, right? But but then you do something to completely cancel Sabotage. it out. Yes, that's the word. Yes, See, I'm that's good with that. It's sabotaging. It's self-sabotage, yes. basically. Yes, it is. It is, absolutely. Um, mm. it's, it's one of those things that people don't realize that they're, that they're doing. Self-sabotage self, self is a bit like saying slightly tipsy, isn't it? It's saying something that's already in the word. So you can't really well, say no, it. No, cause real, the self is redundant because sabotage is self-sabotage. Well, no, no, not if you consider it from you know the origins of military perspectives, where sabotage was an attempt to disrupt another person's plan. But it would be the person that is on your side. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Um, so it could be, but it's not defined that way, because a saboteur was anyone who attempted to disrupt anybody's plan. That was a saboteur. Yeah. It didn't necessarily. So if have I to if be I tried to disrupt the enemy's plan, I yes. would be a saboteur. Absolutely. As well. Are you Abs sure? A hundred percent sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I always thought that was that it was you know that the meaning of the word was connected to. That would be doing it to your own people. That would be something different. Like that scoring your own goal. That would be scoring your own goal. <laughs> <laughs> is my internet? Uh, internet is my microphone still working? Yeah. If you start, if you don't touch the ear part, right? Well, I have I have to touch it because I have to drink my coffee. Well, then, you know, do it, do it carefully. I'm trying. I can't, I can't, to I can't really describe to you. Can I yawn in the podcast? Oh God! You're making noises like an old woman. I am an old woman with a crick in the neck. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. Well, three is not that many. But that was a strange rhyme, right? Because that was one of the um, those old children's it was about nursery life. rhymes. It was about life. Yeah, it's just a bizarre thing. <laughs> anyway, um, was it about poor families having more kids, maybe? So a poor family is having a lot of kids, not enough food, and and not very good parenting practices. I yeah, suppose. I, I can't remember how it continues, but that's basically how it continues. That continues. They, they, they she gave them she gave them some broth without any bread. She whipped them all soundly and put them to bed. Oh, <laughs> okay. So she beat the kids. Right? She didn't give them enough food, and she beat them. Yeah. That's. Not good. Not good. To That's a lovely child rhyme. 
yeah. to children's rhyme. Mm, mm. There we go. So I don't know how we got onto the uh, old woman. The 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 sabotage thing. Oh, it was the smoking. She mm -hmm. stopped smoking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh well. You know, it's it's good that they all get together, and they 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 do their thing. Um, it is. It is good. It's nice. I would do that. I would totally do that if I had people to do it with. Well, I think anybody would. You know. I think anybody would. It's. If I had my crew. It it's nice that they have their 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 little society. Although it keeps getting smaller and smaller <coughs> because people keep dying. But um No, actually it's it's not it's not getting smaller and smaller. It's only got smaller by one person because she moved. Well, sometimes people don't come because they don't feel well. That's apparently. true. Well, I suppose when you're like 75, you've got the right not to feel well all the time, right? <laughs> it's quite, it's quite a lot of age. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you're past the should be dead age, it's. Um, oh. What? Oh. Well, that's the truth. The the average, you look at look at life life expectancy, right? I mean, there there's an age by which you basically should be dead. And you That's know what? a terrible way to put it. It's the truth. It's a terrible way to put it's it. It's the truth. There's the you should be dead by this age. Age. <laughs> no, there's not. There, there is. Yeah, it's called life expectancy. Look, and the life expectancy. I don't know what it is. Like, like for men, is probably <coughs> seventy-two, and for women, is probably seventy-five in this country. And that's quite high. It is. Because, you know, in Africa it's probably about 50. And you in the Middle East it's... completely made that number up, didn't you? No, because I know that in Russia for men it's 46 due to the alcoholism. And how does that have to do anything with Africa's number? Because it's higher than Russia, but it's lower than, than uh, the Western... So-called intellectual and intelligent world, which is, um, you know, that's a question mark, right? So, <coughs> the advanced civilizations of the planet, which are maybe 15 countries out of the 200 that uh, that exist, and um, of those 15 countries, only seven allow homeschooling, which is like, okay, so 3% of the planet uh, uh, lets parents educate their own kids. That's just bizarre when you realize how much of a minority parents who want to educate their own children is or are. Is that is or are? I'm not sure. I don't know. I got lost in that sentence completely. I have no idea how it started. It was a bizarre sentence. The, the, the grammar, I stopped listening the grammar was all backwards. Through. Anyway. Yeah, well, I had a note. What? I had a mental note. You told me on Monday make a make a note not on a piece not of paper, well, and I didn't. But I made a mental note. I made I made my mental notes as well. Not only did I make mental they're notes, they're not mental. They're on the paper. Well, they start as mental no, notes. That's they're on the tablet. Yeah, they start as mental notes, which I then put down on my desktop, which I then 
like like screenshot from the desktop and sent to my Dropbox folder so that I can open them in my tablet. Which is very organized as usual. It is, isn't it? That's mm -hmm. quite a long process to go through when you could just simply remember. Or take a piece of paper and write it down on a piece of paper. Except I've got so much stuff written down on pieces of paper that I, I, I just go crazy. Because I just end up with pieces of paper on pieces of paper on pieces of paper. Anyway, yes, you're very organized. My mental note was plastic. Have you noticed? Have you noticed how much... I mean, I made not only notes for myself, I made notes for you as well. <laughs> that, that, there's obviously something wrong with me. Yeah, obviously. But that, that must be some kind of... Uh, another word I can't remember. Diagnosis? Yeah, that's not the right word. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> that must be some kind of diagnosis. So, I don't know, symptomatic problem? Anyway, I could not help but notice, and therefore it must be very prominent, how much plastic this country uses everywhere for everything. So we had this family dinner, right? Um, when the guests were here, and your mum made the this people from New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And your mum made the Lego lamb, which I, <laughs> which I just love the way they say it. Lego Le lamb. Leg of lamb. Yes. So she made that Lego lamb. She cooked it. Yeah. She roasted it, and I was which emptying. Which all the kids think is Legoland. Yes, I was emptying the dishwasher. And I found this little plastic cup-like thing. It was like, imagine a shot glass, right? Mm -hmm. Made of plastic with a round bottom that you, that you can't that was stand on, on anything. That was on the kitchen table at one point. Yes. So I, I took it and I looked at it and I was thinking, what on earth is this? It, it can't be a glass, right? Because you can't stand it on its on its bottom because it's round. And I'm like, uh, Elma, what is this? And she said, oh, that was at the end of the leg of lamb that was covering the joint. And I was looking at it and I said, why? <laughs> and she didn't know. And I didn't know. And I was just thinking about what's wrong with just, you know, having the joint. I mean, why do you need to cover it with plastic? Uh, I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I'm. I'm Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Okay. So. So that's weird. Um, you Do go. You go to a supermarket. And your your apples mm -hmm. are wrapped in plastic, four by four. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's, they've got those, those like styrofoam bottoms, and the the plastic is like pulled and wrapped over the uh, top. What, okay. What's wrong with just having apples? I mean, apples have their own wrapper, right? That's what the apple skin is for. Yes. I don't know, maybe they get bruised, maybe they, for some reason, last for longer. Yeah, I imagine they... EU regulation I imagine, to no. stop people touching the no, apples. No, no, that is not possible, because in Slovakia, you can get apples just, you know, you just get those huge big baskets, and you just take apples, right? And you still put them in plastic because you have those 
shitty little plastic bags that you can put your apples in. But first of all, you can put more in one plastic bag than four. And second of all, you can bring your own bag from home and you can put them in your own bag. So mm -hmm. you don't have to use the plastic if you don't want to. But if you already have them pre-wrapped, you have no choice. Right? The yeah. plastic is already used. It would, there's obviously some reason somewhere for, for doing that. Chopped, chopped fruit and vegetables. What? Chopped fruit and vegetables. Oh, I what, like buying pre-chopped vegetables. Buying pre-chopped vegetables. You That's go, you go bizarre. to Tesco's, and mm. you've got, you know, the fruit and veg, and one part of the shelf is little plastic cups full of chopped fruit and vegetables, like ready-to-go snacks, which is wonderful that you have ready-to-go, um, healthy snacks, mm. right? Like like chopped up carrots and celery and whatever but the amount of plastic is just insane that goes into that and another thing that was completely and totally crazy was that cabbage that your dad brought from the supermarket as well why, why, why was the cabbage insane because it was wrapped in plastic that was the first time in mm. my life in 30 how old am I? 33? Apparently. That was the first time in 33 years I have ever seen a cabbage wrapped in plastic, honestly. Okay, yeah, I, I get your point. They do like to wrap things in plastic here. What, but but I mean, unnecessarily, unnecessarily because, because a cabbage is not going to lose its moisture very quickly because that's what the top layer is for, right? Mm -hmm. You always peel the top layer off because the top layer kind of dries out and becomes all gummy. But the bottom is always fresh underneath that. Yeah, but there are health and hygiene regulations that we don't know and that we don't understand. But they are completely, completely and utterly and absolutely useless. Um, and, they're, and they're not. Often they're not health and hygiene regulations. Because... Mm -hmm. Avocados, right? You can buy avocados, like you have, like I call them free, okay? You have free avocados. It doesn't mean they're for free, but they're just loose. There's, there's a box. Right? There's a box, and yeah. you can pick up one, two, three, yeah. four, as many as you want. And then you have another box, and you have them wrapped in plastic, two by two. Look, maybe there's some psychology going on. Maybe the supermarkets know that people buy more of the product. I know. I up. know there is a psychology in it, and I know that it is more convenient for people to pick up a nice little neat package of four apples and chuck it in their basket than it is to grab a bag and or bring uh, your own bag yeah. from home and and put apples in your own bag. Well, I that's, mean, that's kind of weird because I would have thought that people would tend to put more apples in the bag. Because yeah. you know what supermarkets do, they make like... Bigger baskets, bigger trolleys, bigger yeah, but bags that's not, so that that's not, more that's not how it works. That's not how it works. You see, people are lazy. It's easier to pick up those neat little apples and put them in than it is to get your own sh Can I swear? Yeah. To get your own shit out and, and, you know, put the work into it. And people are not conscious enough 
to do that either. I don't understand that. I just I just don't get it. I don't get why and how people can still go for plastic when they know how bad it is, right? And when all you need to do is just teach it's the kids to care. It's, and it's not, not hard to teach the kids to care. But but it's, I, th- I don't think it's the fact that people go for plastic, right? I don't think... See, I, I think that's kind of backwards. It's like saying people are responsible for their cars polluting the environment, right? This is, this is the analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, people are just trying to get from A to B so that they can work or, I or know. do something. So they're not, Listen, it's I not understand that it is made so hard. The choice yeah. is made so hard right now in society that it is extremely but hard for people to avoid Look, everybody could everybody could have paper bags that are that are some kind of biodegradable stuff. I mean, in when I was in Finland, they had shopping bags that were biodegradable plastics. Now, don't ask me. They did have that in Slovakia as well, but don't ask me what kind of material it is. But you can. It's still not. It's it's still not. Obviously, it's still not. Um, Ideal, I, mean, I, mean, I don't even, I don't even understand how that works. I don't even. I mean, is that real or is that some kind of marketing trick? You know, you can have bags, like handbags, made of paper. That look like leather. They make this like reinforced paper or whatever it is. What happens it is. when it rains? And you have a handbag. I think it must be like varnished with something. I don't. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure how they do it. But you have like vegan. They're called like vegan bags, right? And they look like leather bags, but they're made of paper. Vegan bags. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty cool. Vegan bags. They re- they look really nice, and they're they're Bizarre. probably more expensive than leather. But uh, that's uh, that's off off topic. Um, yeah, you're oh. just talking about the the ridiculous over packaging of everything. Right? Yes, yes, and how hard it is for uh, your average consumer. I mean, if I was to avoid plastic, I would have to go out of my way to try and do that, right? Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm willing to do that, but I understand that not many people are going to be willing to do that. And I was wondering, what could you do, right? Completely theoretically, what could you do to avoid such an excessive use of plastic? And I was thinking, maybe, now this is going to come out of my well, I haven't thought about it very much, okay? <laughs> but the first thing that came to my mind automatically, like, the first idea was tax plastic, right? What? Tax plastic. What's that? Well, make companies uh, or shops uh-huh. or whoever pay more tax if they sell things that are wrapped in plastic. Well, yeah, naturally. I mean, that, that's, that's motivation. You know, and and it would become more expensive for people to buy stuff that is in plastic than it would be to get your own bottle, get your own bag, get your own whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And therefore, people would be motivated to choose things that are not wrapped in plastic. And they would be more readily available because businesses would be motivated to sell stuff that is not readily prepackaged in plastic. Yeah, it's not just the plastic, though. I mean, that's a good point. I, I get your point. It's the fact that the packaging is designed to sell, right? There's there's no packaging which is not designed to sell. Yes, I know. And so what you see is you get those boxes of cereals that are 
like the box is twice as big as the contents of the box. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get that with like like biscuits as well, where the box is twice as big as the number of biscuits, crisps, yeah. right? Where the bag is twice as big as the crisps that are in the bag. Mm-hmm. And or the uh, that that obviously creates. Or what I've, what I've noticed the the jars of coffee, coffee. yeah, mm-hmm. where in the past they had uh, like spaces at the bottom. But now they've got big tops on the top. <laughs> yeah. Right? That so, just makes it look bigger. Yeah, yeah. which ma- which makes it look like there's actually more mm-hmm. there. And and you could you could very easily, you know, take take one quarter of the packaging away and not affect the product at all. But people would think they were buying less and then maybe not be attracted to the product at all. People have it all backwards. It's like they do it with wine as well, where the bottles have longer necks. But you can market it, you know. I mean, you can, you can. We are in the age where you can use uh, environmental issues as your marketing. Oh yeah, people are much more conscious of being. It can be. I mean, your whole good. brand, your whole brand, can be built on that, right? People have it all backwards. I mean, they think that just because they're going to separate the rubbish, they're saving the planet. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, or well, it just gives them more rubbish to separate. Right? It's like it's like you break your leg, right? And you and you put a cast on it, and you're like, well, that's great. That's that's all sorted. Well, just don't break your bloody leg in the first place. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, it's it's the creation of the problem that is unnecessary. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big it's a big expensive solution of a big problem that could just be prevented to a certain extent. I'm not saying that you can just abolish all plastic. Obviously that would be impractical. But you you could do a lot with packaging. Well, yeah, the, the and I also understand that there are products, I'm sorry. I also understand that there are products that that require that type of packaging because their lifespan would be shortened, for example, right? I mean, you can't have crisps in a paper bag without them going soggy, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or I don't know, maybe you can. I don't know, maybe you, maybe you could wax the paper or something. Anyway. Yeah, well, there's obviously, you know, some kind of technology that, that can must be integrated. Look, if you can put milk in oh. a carton, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is paper, and the, the what they call the tetra pack. Yeah. yeah. If you can put milk in that, then you can put food in there. But you can go further than that. I mean, do you remember those little milk machines that were in Slovakia? Oh yeah, the, the like milk dispenser. You bring your own bottle. Yeah. And the milk dispenser gives you as much milk as much money you throw in it. Naturally. Yes. So, like you throw in fifty cents, it gives you it gives you a liter of milk, mm-hmm. and it doesn't care what kind of bottle you're using. You can you can use yeah. whatever bottle you want, right? I mean, what's wrong with that? Why can't that be in all shops instead of prepackaged milk? Why can't there be one tiny little shelf with prepackaged milk for those unorganized individuals that forgot to bring their own bottle and desperately need some milk, right? And why can't there just be five milk dispensers? instead of a huge rack full of plastic bottles of milk and people could just go and just get milk in their own bottle. What's wrong with that? Well, th- there's actually a problem with that. 
four. Which is that the shops are theoretically orientated towards convenience. And the basic principle of convenience is that you can do something without having to prepare anything. And I, I know it's not a lot to prepare. I know I, get I, it, I, I understand. Get it. I understand that, but, but it, that's it's, wrong. But it's the principle of like you can walk into the shop with nothing. But it's wrong. And come out with everything. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. I understand that. Okay, mm. I know that that's what they're built on. I know that they're built on people's laziness. I mean, I told you that it's that I understand that. You know, it's easier for people to grab those prepackaged apples and chuck them in the trolley than to take out their own bags, right? I get it because I'm the person who always forgets their own bags, right? But oh, so you're part of the problem. But my point is, I'm no, I'm, I'm saying, well, of course, I'm part of the problem. Everybody's part of the problem. As, as, as long as you go there and you and you buy that product, whether you have a choice or not. You are part of the problem. Yeah, well, you know that the basic principle is that it's not going to work for anyone else if you can't make it work for yourself. But you can. Can you? Well, that's my look. That's part of my point. That is so inconvenient. Well, I could if I wanted to. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, that's yes. Is that is that a rational argument? I could if I wanted to. Yes. <laughs> Did you ask irrational or irrational? I couldn't understand that. Irrational because oh. because nobody else is going to do it. Look, you, you can do it in Slovakia. I don't know if you can do it here. I don't know because I haven't had the chance to explore. I don't know if you have shops that sell things without packaging. I know that in Bistrica you've got shops where you can go and get your own, like uh, like that little vegetable shop where you can go and you can. And you can scoop your own lentils and your own chickpeas and whatever into your own little box and go. I don't know whether they have that opportunity here. Okay, I don't. I'm not sure. But in in Bistrica you have shops so you can bring your own bottle and you can just draft your own shampoo in it, right? So. Yeah, is the potential for abuse in that kind of situation is huge. What do you mean by abuse? Uh, like like drafting your own product in terms of shampoo. It's like, how do you know that what's there is actually what's there? Because one of the elements of having special packaging and you know sealed products and standardization and, and so on is to protect the consumer. Oh, come on. Seriously? Yeah, I'm is absolutely this, serious because a lot of people your, want. Is this your serious argument? Do you it, know it, it, how? A lot of people want to sabotage. Do you, do you do do you not watch? Do you not watch those those little TV shows that that tell you how much shite and chemicals and toxic chemicals and and how many how many things that are actually banned in the EU are in products when they test them. That are not put on the packaging. I mean, there is a there is a check show, right? That mm -hmm. compares brands and mm -hmm. it compares cheap brands and it compares big brands, mm -hmm. right? And they measure stuff in products and things that are that are they they regularly find chemicals and toxic chemicals that are over the limit of what is allowed. Okay. Well, and in, in in the brands. In brands, in things, yeah. in tea, in coffee. I mean, sometimes big brands 
mm-hmm. have stuff in them that is not supposed to be there. I was watching one about coffee, uh, tea, I think, and uh, they were finding pesticides and stuff that you don't want to yeah. drink, you know? Yeah, I've heard about things like sand in toothpaste. I haven't heard put, about put, that. Put a lot that in. I haven't heard about sand in toothpaste, but I've heard about things that you ingest. Vanilla. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, in Slovakia, you've got so-called vanilla sugar, mm-hmm. right, that you put in baking. And you can have vanilla sugar that's actually made with vanilla, but that's like 1% of the product. Mm-hmm. The rest of the vanilla sugar is made with brown coal. They create the vanilla aroma out of coal, and they use it, and they infuse the sugar with that aroma, for isn't, example. Isn't that criminal? Well, no, because you don't call it vanilkovi cukor. You call it vanilinovi cukor, and that's a difference. Uh-huh. See? So, no, it's not, it's not criminal, because that's that's your regular... That's your regular uh, aroma that's used in food. Oh, my God. Yes, I know. So, I mean, the, the argument that it would be less regulated mm-hmm. if it was that way is BS for me. Because even though it is supposedly really regulated now, it's all over the place. Well, there was a story years ago about how scientists had created a way to make coffee out of blood in a laboratory which always puzzled me and um, it puzzles me why anybody would even try to do that in a laboratory well, they, they <laughs> who would even think of it well they were trying to work out a way to use the products or if not products the, the elements that were wasted in meat processing yeah? uh-huh. like when you kill the animal there's a uh-huh. lot of blood and they discovered that they could do something with the blood, I don't know, synthesize it or something, and they could actually create a a substance similar to freeze-dried coffee from it. You can make you can make blood sausages. What's wrong with blood sausages? Uh, I don't know what's wrong with <laughs> blood sausages. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't Why know. do you have to make coffee? Just make sausages. Make more sausages. Make <laughs> eat more fish. <laughs> Eat mere fish. Make mere sausages. There you go. There's a marketing term. Ah, no. It needs to be pushed. You know? It needs two things. It needs economical advantage and it needs the uh, coolness factor. The coolness factor is getting there, okay? It is more cool to have things that are environmentally friendly. Well, it's always been cool to have things that were, you know... In so the coolness factor is getting there. Um, the uh, There is obviously absolutely no economical advantage, which puzzles me as well, because isn't, isn't it cheaper for companies to just chuck those apples in a big basket rather well obviously if it is with yeah well maybe they don't last so long i mean that's what i said earlier yeah i get it if you can make 
if you can give the product a longer shelf life, that makes a huge difference to the the economical impact of the company. And also, there's a mm. there's there's a no no waste of, of product element there, which is also environmentally friendly. Oh, if that's bullshit. There's so many products getting wasted in the supermarkets every bloody day, you know. Yes. So you can't you can't really true. speak of no waste of product. You can you can speak of maybe lesser waste of product, but yeah, it's still yeah, a yeah, huge yeah, massive yeah, waste. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, okay, yeah, okay. So zero waste is That's impossible. all wrong. Right. So the whole supermarket, the whole supermarket idea is completely unsustainable and wrong, because the supermarket, you know, um, what's the word? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking words today. I don't. I don't speak what? words. <laughs> I don't speak words anymore. Uh, the whole concept of supermarket is so unsustainable and 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 wrong and unenvironmental, right? You're right. You're not speaking words today. Because. Because that's what the supermarket concept needs: is longer shelf life. Mm -hmm. Right, but if you have a freaking Zelovot, right? Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> Zelovot, as in the little shop that sells fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Uh -huh. the, the little green grocer place. Yes, a little green grocer place. The, the you, I don't know. You sell as much as you can sell, right? You're not going to overstock on things. You sell what you've got, and when you run out, you run out. Yeah, you're not going to overstock on things. You don't have to have, you don't have to have extremely long shelf life. Oh, I don't know. It's yeah, it's the, but the, the the consumers are fickle, right? But you don't have to have those shelves, right? You don't. You, I don't know. You don't have to have massive, massive, massive amounts of food, and the shelves being always full, right? It's 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 wasteful and it's not ecological and i get it's nice when you can walk through the abundancy and and <laughs> feel like you're rich and everything is conveniently there for you but it's wrong it's just not it's not sustainable supermarkets are not sustainable because they waste food they promote use of plastic they promote use of chemicals in food in order to prolong shelf life and they underpay it's all their wrong. workers yes. there's no real uh, levels of progression for they create them. problems for farmers because farm because they have the regulations about shape and color and size of the produce that they can only yeah, well, not sell only that, I mean, they control the market to such an extent where farmers end up having to pay to get their products into the it's supermarket. ridiculous and they create wrong image in people in children they educate the wrong stuff right they, they they teach children that all tomatoes look the same. They teach children mm -hmm. that all apples should have the same grammage, right? Mm -hmm. It's 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 not it's a skewed image of reality, right? Mm -hmm. So So you're saying avoid supermarkets? I'm saying to hell with them. Burn them down. <laughs> um so Okay. Figuratively. Yeah, figuratively. Speaking. Figuratively speaking, yes. Support your local market. Go to your community garden 
vegetable sale on Saturday and buy vegetable there, which is also wrapped in plastic, but not all of it. Yeah, it was buy buy local produce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the uh, the honey that's made in the village here. Go to the egg shed. And get your eggs and leave your money and yeah and you know the commerce kind of runs itself in a more educated mm -hmm. uh, society basically yes, yes and i would i would really welcome a like a zero waste shop in elgin if you, if you could please set one up is I that even possible? I mean, I don't know. Well, I'm. I was just thinking. It's the the public in the. I've got the feeling, but this may be a completely wrong feeling because I don't know any young people here, for example, right? Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know the the local community of students and and uh, and people below thirty, mm -hmm. which are usually the game changers. Uh, Why are people below thirty the game changers? They're, they're because they're the ones who have the energy to change something and the the willingness to change something. You know, it's the the young generation is the generation of change. You you're not gonna have, you're not gonna have seventy plus people suddenly changing their habits because they want things to be better. Yeah, but older people tend to have more resources and dictate how things are done. On the other side. On the other side, but. The young people that are young now are going to the old people in the future, right? Yeah, but change is such a slow, tedious process. Well, that doesn't mean that we should avoid it. Well, in, in many senses, it's also unavoidable. It's just that it happens so slowly. Anyway, my point is... <laughs> speed it up. No, my point is get more resources for the young generation that wants to change something because nobody's going to change anything if they don't have any way of doing that you know i mean how are how am i going to how i'm going to how am i going to shop zero waste if there is no zero waste shop right how am i going to buy my uh, legumes and my flour and my whatever mm -hmm. if i don't have the chance to do that or not not that I don't have the chance, but it's not convenient in any way. It doesn't have to be as convenient as a supermarket, but mm -hmm. it has there has to at least be that option to do that. And as far as I can tell, there's zero <laughs> option <laughs> to do that. You've got you've got the you've got the eggs that you can get. You've got the local vegetables and food that you can get if you if you want. But there's still things that are open for improvement. Yeah, well there's that little um shop in the village. Oh it's little village shop day today. So mm -hmm. um the little market table where they've got bread and jam mm -hmm. And I'm surprised the government hasn't shut that down because that's obviously they have bread as well. Wow. Maybe we should maybe we should go earlier today and we might be able well, to. Well the get the some. woman said last week that that they had bread but that disappeared really quickly. Uh -huh. Obviously people bought it. So obviously it was good. Obviously it was good because the jam was good. 
And only 1.50 pound fifty for a jar. My God, and it lasted about one day and a half because it was so good it got eaten straight away. It, it did, and there were plums and other odd sorts of vegetables. Plum and hazelnut jam. Wow, so nice. Anyway, we should go and support them again. Well, still, it's, it's worth a walk, I suppose. Still haven't used that piece of vegetable that I bought that I don't know what it's called. I've only used half of it. I don't know what it's called either. It's... I don't know. I it's either zucchini or marrow or courgette. Maybe it's a cross <laughs> between those things, although I don't know how you would cross them. But um, you, you might Zucchini and marrow. You get zaro. Well, there you go. That's a cool name for a vegetable. Zarojet. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. That's it. Well, yeah, it's next to the... Um, it's it's in the centre of the village. It's next to the uh, sensory garden, which is behind the mm -hmm. bus stop. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that, that That's an odd place. An odd setting, yeah. Did you, did you notice, like, last last week that there were, like, four people working in that little garden? Mm -hmm. That's a sensory garden in the village. Yeah. And I was like, does it take four people to to do whatever needs to be done in that? Ugh, that's because you, you keep having this this um this thing where you look at things from your own perspective. It's not about getting things done. No, I, I yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's yeah. it's about being there. It's not about the it's not it, it it's not a productive no, it's process. Not, it's not goal-oriented. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it's just the about other being, way around. It's, it's, it's just about, about having something there. to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's keeping people occupied with productive activities rather than destructive activities. Yeah, I mean... Activities. I mean, you saw the age group, right? I mean... You're, you, 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 you're, you're retired. You're, you're, you're rolling around in the bed, pulling all the cables and... and I'm not pulling stuff. all the cables. I'm pulling my cable, and only ever so slightly. I needed to change position because I was in pain. You're in pain from lying in bed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. Yes, ah. when you're old, you. you want to go and potter in the garden. Potter? You could you could uh, stay at home potter, and... The word is potter. Butter. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 So... Hey, what did the kids do this week? The kids did lots of stuff. Hey, I'm gonna need to leave you. I'm gonna need to go and visit the little girl's room. What? Well, I... You kind of... I don't... You know, I just woke <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have gone earlier then, shouldn't you? Oh, you didn't give me the chance. I wonder if I can pause this. I just woke up and you hung the... the Headphones on my head as soon as I opened I my eyes. I did not hung, 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 hang, 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 hang. <laughs> Hong Kong. Well, can you pause it? I don't know. I I'm think you can. I'm looking at it. Look, there's a button that says pause here. A pause it then. Let's see. Click it. See what happens. And apparently if I click resume, we, um, we returned. We're back on, am I? Am I? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> yes, you is. Oh, that was the wrong question tag. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you do do what the Londoners do, and they just use one question tag. In it. <laughs> in it, like it was. It was down the pub. In it, like and uh, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. And Harry, Harry said to him, "You know, it's in it, like uh-huh. one of those things, right?" I don't know if Londoners do that. The Londoners I knew didn't do that because they were mostly Polish. Oh, there you go. They're not Londoners then if they're Polish. <laughs> but that's where you're wrong. <laughs> I thought all the Polish people were in Dublin. Anyway. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Didn't you know? Didn't you know what's... Uh, hey, in it, like. <laughs> didn't you know what's Poland's second biggest uh, city? Wait, Poland's second biggest city? Yeah. Oh, it's Dublin. That's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <coughs> mm. it, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. All possibilities are possible. Anyway, um, kids' activities this week. I did want to just discuss that a little bit mm-hmm. because um, I wanted to review. Yeah, their, we're going to have to discuss that a little bit. Their their progress mm-hmm. because <coughs> Will has a obscure lack of focus not that he's not good at what he does it's an ability to disappear into his own world at the most inconvenient of times (laughs) is that positive or negative because You're asking I, the wrong person because, I'm, I'm because he gets that from me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to focus on keeping whatever he is doing in in a positive framework, in a positive light. But I would, I would tell you that it's normal for kids that all kids do it. I don't know if all kids do it because I don't know all kids, but I'm pretty sure that I did that when I was a kid as well. You don't, you lose focus, you daydream, he loves daydreaming. Um, and I don't know, I, I used to do that all the time. I wasn't that kind of kid that keeps their head in the I have this the feeling game. that he misses an older brother figure. Well, obviously, yes, you, can, you could say that. Because yeah. he's like the older brother to his sisters. Yes. And there's nobody who's like an older brother to him. Yeah. And I get the feeling that that's missing. He he misses boys in general, boyfriends. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Well, hopefully the football practice will pick up hopefully, on yeah. that. And uh, yeah. it needs a bit of time. And maybe the taekwondo as well. I will try and contact... Um, it's going to be a bit weird. I'm probably going to look a bit like a weirdo. Well, but more, more than you are already. Yes, but I was wondering if I should maybe... Because I know that the, the two friends that I used to play with a year ago used to go to football, or well, at least one of them used to. So I thought I might reach out on the football group and ask, and ask, uh, does anybody know these two guys? Uh, is, are their parents anywhere around this group, you know, or do you know their parents and kind of get them back together or something? I don't know. 
because I have no idea where they used to live, but I know that they were from Karmath and they used to come to pick Will well, off to play with him. So. The thing to do is to organize to do something yourself mm -hmm. and ask other people if they want to join in. Mm -hmm. That way you're inviting people to do something with you rather than asking people for help. And that way it should be more comfortable. Right. Did you fart? No, I didn't. That's a very odd smell. I didn't fart. <laughs> he said rather did, did you? No, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, no. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I asked that same question Will yesterday. <laughs> he was standing in the living room and I said, Will, something smells in here. Did you fart? And he said, no, it's just my duck pate. <laughs> duck pate. So I was just thinking about, you know, I should just tell you, no, it's just my duck pate that you can smell. <laughs> bizarreness, much, much bizarreness. But he did the, um, he did the nature trail yesterday mm -hmm. really well. Yeah, it was good. And he, he wrote down the answers and he completed it all and he stayed focused until the end, mm -hmm. which is quite incredible, really. I think uh, it's the first tiny, teeny, tiny little sign that the daily daily writing is paying off. Well, well natu naturally because it he has didn't, to pay off. Yeah, he, di he didn't feel that uncomfortable with writing his answers. Yeah, although he's got that kind of earthquake handwriting. <laughs> his handwriting is terrible, isn't it? Which it, it just it's like Zora's handwriting is about the same level as Will's handwriting. <laughs> and I can't, for the love of God, teach him that T is supposed to be a tall letter. Mm. But anyway, that's off topic. It's interesting. Earthquake handwriting. Well, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's like somebody tried to draw a straight line and failed miserably. Yeah, he was he was writing on a piece of paper with no lines in the middle of the forest. So. Yeah, it was good. You know, it was really good. Yeah. He had to read the information and find the answers. And write he was good down. at finding the answers. He was, he was he was you know how he's really good at reading. He's obviously good at processing the information as well and taking out what needs to be taken out. I think he's. I think he's going to take after me in this. I think he's going to be really good with with uh, writing. And you're saying that I'm not good at writing? No, I'm saying that I'm great at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I wasn't talking about you at all, if you noticed that. There, no, was, no. There, was, there was no you in that sentence. Yes, I don't. yes, but you said taking after me. Yeah. And so taking after your writing skills. Yeah. What about my writing skills? I don't know what about your writing skills. I, I didn't take I, them in the picture. I write every day. I was talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. I can just all I do is Look, if you want to, if if you if if you want to take it personally, I'm not stopping you. But uh, this was not. It was not. It was not a critique okay, of your writing skills. No, no, okay? no. It's like, yeah, but you understand that. If you say, oh, he's taking after, he's got good writing skills, he's taking after me. And I'm like, well, well, I do, I, I write like an article almost every day, at least five articles a week I write. Mm -hmm. So why is he not taking after me? 
No, maybe he is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for you. I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself. Yes. Oh, well. Oh, well. And the girls were quite good as well on the nature trail. Mm -hmm. They were interested in the activities and mm -hmm. <coughs> looking around and aware of what's happening. and Chasing the butterflies. Yeah, absolutely. And running up and down and following the paths and mm -hmm. looking for the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice activity. It was a good idea. Yeah, they were all cool. It was... It was um, it was good because it was just their level. Sometimes you have things that are too difficult and sometimes you have things that are too primitive. But this was their level and the questions required just the right amount of concentration and understanding. It wasn't too much. The texts weren't too long to read and too difficult but they were still challenging enough and they taught him some new words so it was all in all very well done for his age group I would say good job and they got a little certificate and a sticker for, mm -hmm. for doing it as well mm -hmm. which uh, always makes them feel good mm -hmm. um, what else happened this week the football practice we talked about that a little bit um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Will's Will's strange jumping around techniques. Well, he tended to avoid the ball. Yeah. Go away from it. Rather he than kind of yeah. It. He kind of he he's, he's funky. He does effects like. He does the effects right. Like he he tries to look like he's playing really hard, but at the same time he's avoiding the ball. Oh, what's this getting hurt every time he does something? Recently, have you noticed that one that um <laughs> that he will he will accentuate any small knock into a major in injury. I don't know. Let me think about who does that. Oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> um, I have been guilty at some points in the past of doing that. So he could have picked that up from me, although I am very conscious of it now and try to do it much less. Especially as I'm involved in physical activity, like almost every day, and a lot of that is, there, there's a pain barrier that you have to push past. So, um, And there's another element to that. It's like once you've, like if you train for an hour or two hours a day, your body then gets tired. Yes. And it, it it gets tired to the point where some simple things actually become complicated. Like? Well, I, I know this sounds like a contradiction, right? But if you go jogging and running mm -hmm. and do training like that, it's it's actually not that easy sometimes to just do simple jogging and running. Because you're used to doing it in the training framework. Yeah, so, because um, it, it, it's about how you set your mind up to do the activity. So, um, where am I going with that? I, I have it, no is, is idea. Is that an excuse for myself? I'm not, I'm not, I, I have I no I idea where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think I've just made a very pathetic excuse for something happening. Anyway, um, back to the main point, which uh, which is oh, these are all things that need to be worked on. I've noticed that Jazz's language has jumped, and that she is using. Uh, a lot of phrases. She's communicating a lot. She's very helpful. She has, she shows no fear in her communication at all. Oh, she's amazing. Um, yeah. She's able to interact with anybody, anywhere, at any point in time. She's amazing. She does have those uh, little habits that drive me crazy. Like she starts screaming and she won't stop until she gets milk. That's what. That's one thing that completely drives me nuts. Um. Because she could stop if she wanted to, right? I mean, it's not like it's not like she's deadly hurt or whatever. It's it's at this point, it's a habit. Mm -hmm. It's not about communication anymore. So, yeah, I, there was an interesting interaction between her and her sister yesterday, where she took some of the puzzle pieces away from her sister, mm -hmm. and her sister, like complained in the way that she makes a noise mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. and um <laughs> and then so jazz put the pieces back mm -hmm. and then then zora complained about it and jazz said but i put the pieces i put all the pieces back mm -hmm. and so she was able to explain what she did mm -hmm. oh yes she's 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 really it's not just the language yeah, uh, it's also the logical thinking that you can see the big step forward in. Yeah, she she's able to describe and explain what yes. is happening around about Yes, her. and and she can she can talk about further past and and make connections with the present and mm -hmm. learn from the past experiences and relate them to things and she started relating things that are not not that are unrelated, but that don't have an obvious connection. Um, her creative mind is developing. She's really, really, really good. Yeah, she also brings other people into what she does. And she does not copy everything from her siblings. You know, like she really tries to be helpful. For example, she she likes tidying up. Like if I if I tell Zora tidy this up, she's gonna go eh, and go away. You know, but if I tell Jasmine, can you please help me with this? She'll be yes, yes. So happy to help. She's always happy to help. Mm -hmm. So that's good. What about what about Zora? What is uh, Zora been up to this week? How is her? progress been. I'm not sure that I've been that aware of things that she has been doing. I mean, I took the kids to the library. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not... They, they, I took the girls to the library. They, they interacted really well. They, they played in the park next to the library. They, uh, they had a lot of fun, I think. Um, yeah, well, what kinds what kinds of steps do they need to take in their educational development right now? Well, Zora's beginning the reading, but she's 
I don't know why this is, but she has always had problems with her motivation. <laughs> she's not motivated. She's not mo she's very seldom motivated to read or write or to well, that come to from? do anything why, why really. Is she like that? I don't know. But you know, the same way that she's always been with helping around the the place and tidying up and just being useful. It's the same with the school stuff as well. I mean, she can, she, she's, um, she gets interested in something and she pursues it for a little while, but then she says, that's boring, and she just leaves, right? Which is fair enough. Because if something's boring, you leave. I mean, that's what homeschooling is about. It's not to make it as boring as it is at school where you have to just sit and listen to something for an hour that bores you to death. But at the same time, you would want her to have a certain level of greed. <laughs> right? So, um, uh, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe lack of direction from me in the early stages. I don't know. Do you think she gets away with too much? Well, she is the middle child, right? And she kind of did did get away with the positive and the negative. Um, I was thinking about it lately. Um, you know, when when she was... Think about it this way. When she was Jasmine's age, she already had a sibling, which was uh, a year old, mm -hmm. right? So she got much, much less attention. Um, and she had to grow up faster, to put it that way. Mm -hmm. you know, there's no way I could have been doing with her what I'm doing with Jasmine. To carry her around and being all slow and patient with her because I had a little baby to breastfeed 24-7, right? Mm -hmm. Um... So I think she's she's one of those middle middle child syndrome kids that you can't help <laughs> but let them slip through your fingers a little bit at some points in time. Well, she needs to step forward with the the reading. It's coming along bit by bit. It is, but, but not uh, as quickly as it should. But that's what I mean. I mean, she's not motivated to. Well, what's going to, to motivate her? I don't know. I think that she just needs structure. I think she's one of those people that needs structure. Okay, can you be more specific? Because uh, that sounds nice, but I don't know what it means in practice. Uh, well, in practice it means that she she's going to be more likely to do something happily if it's repeated every day at the same time. And if she's got it all written down and drawn out in pictures, you know. It worked before with her. I know that it worked like a year ago or a year and a half ago when I really had a problem to get her to do anything because she was a nightmare to get her to get her clothes on and go somewhere, you know. We we would, we would have strange situations where uh, she wants to go to play barn, but she doesn't want to put her clothes on. And she would cry hysterically for a half an hour because she doesn't want to put her clothes on. And at the same time, she wants to go to play barn, right? 
Yeah, well, other part of that is that she was used to living in a really warm environment. You know, the summers in Slovakia were hot, and you didn't need to. Uh, yeah, no, well, that's not entirely true because the winters in Slovakia were really cold and you had to put on twice as much clothes as here. Yeah, it didn't stop her running around naked inside the flat, though. Mm. Anyway, uh, the point is that what helped back then was, she was structure. You know, I've seen her doing stuff in the kitchen, like with cooking and stuff with you. Yes. She's quite good with that, no? Yeah. As long as she's interested, mm -hmm. you know, she can go and stir the pot for she half a minute and they say, it's boring. She got she her goes. own lunch yesterday while we were arguing. She got her own lunch yesterday while we were arguing. We had spaghetti for lunch yesterday. Everybody ate spaghetti at the oh, same okay, time. Okay, sorry. When was the pasta? Was that two days ago? Well, the, uh, uh, the macaroni. Yes. That was two days ago then. Okay. Yeah, I made the lunch for everybody lunchtime, but she might have got got herself a second helping yeah, at some point in the afternoon. Yeah, because we were arguing, she got the little stool and climbed up and took the lid off the pot, mm -hmm. got a bowl and a spoon and scooped the... Well, that's what I'm saying. She's very self-sufficient because she always had to be very self-sufficient because mm -hmm. I didn't have that much time for her. I tried to teach Will to read... And at the same time, taking care of a newborn, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then there was Zora. <laughs> you know, so she's, she's really good at that. And she doesn't give a damn. That's a good thing about her as well. You know, Will is like, Will is, Will is worried. He's always worried. And he always asks a million times whether he can do something. And she doesn't give a damn. She doesn't ask. She just goes and does things. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, how was is, how is she at the dancing class or gymnastics class? Or oh, what? she loved it. Yeah? She loved it, yes. She loved the attention that she got every time. Because they were kind of... It, it was your classic gymnastic setting. You know, mm -hmm. a little queue of girls and everybody does the trick mm -hmm. in their own turn. And... Mm -hmm. And she liked it. And she liked um, the queuing as well because she could interact with the girls, mm -hmm. you know. And then, and then she liked doing the trick or whatever you want, if you want to call it, the exercise. Um, so I think she, she likes to it. run. I've noticed that in her. She likes to run. Yeah, she does. I think she's a natural runner. She likes to run. She likes. Uh, she, have you noticed how strong she is? She got stronger. Not really. She's not. She's not. She doesn't have that raw kind of strength like Jasmine, right? She's gonna punch you in the face and you're going to topple over. But um, she got more firm. She used to be very, like a. I I don't even know how to describe it. Like a fragile flower type mm -hmm. of thing, you know. And she now became more. Strong. Mm -hmm. She's still very lean, but she's stronger. Um, so, that's cool. I think the physical stuff is going to help her. I wasn't really, I really wasn't sure about football. I'm still not sure about football because she's, she's kind of petite, you know. Mm -hmm. 
skinny and she's she gets tired easily. Um, well, she just needs to run around more. I mean, that's the only way to get over that. You don't stop because you're tired at that point. I know, you, I understand. I was just wondering if it's not too big a shock, too big, a, too too much to ask at the beginning. You know what I mean? Because she was after football, she was destroyed. She was she was complaining that her whole body hurts, right? Yeah, but that was because she had fun, and she was running because it was fun. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah, I understand it was fun now. I just um, don't want to push it too much. So what's on the radar? I don't want her to realize later on that she doesn't want to do it because it's too mm -hmm. much or something. What do you mean, what's on the radar? So is, is there anything that you'd like to achieve with the kids over the next week or week or two. I know that we've got a lot of them get get it right. I know that we have got a lot of other important things that we have to do and make decisions about. Mm -hmm. um, but is there anything specifically related to the kids? Yes. Yes, there is things specifically related to the kids. Not pretty glad. We need to well, first of all, the schedule we need to get um we need to get more uh what you what you how do you say con consistency mm -hmm. into everyday life because um it's still not clockwork <laughs> mm -hmm. um and we started okay we started we started by getting well to write every day and and I'm trying to get Zora to read every day. Well, it's not easy for me, not for her. It's, it's not. It's not only about motivating her. It's about me summoning the energy to go and try and motivate her. <laughs> uh, so it's hard as well. Um, and so we have to get more uh, of the habitual work into it, which I hope in time will remove the resistance and because I'm meeting with a lot of resistance you sound like somebody from Star Wars <laughs> yeah um, and and books I've been looking for books for William because I'm getting out of my depth with the school stuff. I uh, need I need books. What? I need books. I need books. I need textbooks. Like related to what? Uh for example math. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I can't just when he was younger I knew approximately what he should know at that age mm -hmm. and I knew approximately uh, what he's capable of but now I don't uh, now I don't. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, he surprises me with, with things that he knows. Like he surprised me with his calculation of whatever he did the other day in the kitchen. Something about years. I, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it was um, how much we pay per month. And then yeah, he and he calculated how, how, much, how much it was per year. I thought that was brilliant. But, but then I look into the materials 
that kids of his age do, and I realize that I'm not doing enough, you know, because well, I as long as don't it's, know. As long as it's practical, I think that that's what's important, the practicality. I found books that seem to be really good, um, that seem to be um, interesting for children, and at the same, they that follow the curriculum uh, in the general direction, but they go beyond. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that's something that I could work with. Obviously, I'm still going to keep it flexible because that's what homeschooling is about. But I need, I need um, direction myself, so that I know what to do with them. Yeah, what it, uh, um, how is the Khan Academy with that? Do, do, do they have things? or is The that Khan Academy looks good as well. I, I still have to get more into it. I'm that weird type of person that likes books more than more than online resources. What Even though I'm happy to work with online resources, I, I would much prefer to have a book in the hand that I can follow. <laughs> what, if, what if we sent Will Shopping with Jedko one day? Do you think that would be a good idea or a bad idea? Um, first of all, he's likely to get lost. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah, uh, but no. Even even if he doesn't get lost, I don't see the benefit. The benefit. I uh, okay. I can't see the benefit right now at all because you can't practice your mouth in a supermarket, really. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. Not by yourself. Not unless you have somebody who is. Leading you, and Jitka's not going to lead him. Jitka's not going to walk around with him and say. Well, we, we could give Will a set of instructions, so, like it's like write down the price of everything that Jitka buys. Oh, that we'll talk about just, it more in the okay, future. Okay, that would just be ridiculous. Okay. What? What? <laughs> what, 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 what? No, it, it. Learning commerce is not ridiculous. Yeah, but writing down the price of everything that Jitko buys would take him about three hours. Because Jitko well, buys then, about then, fifty then he, things. <laughs> then he takes his. Oh, then he. What is it? There's got to be something we can do. Or we get Jitko's receipt from the shop and look at what everything costs or something. I don't know. There's, there's I get you. I get your point. I get your point. I think. It, I don't think a supermarket is the best place to start with it though you know oh, or maybe yes but in a slightly smaller um scale well yeah i think him i think you should be able at his age to handle money and buy things well yes and be able to you know calculate what he's buying and if he's got enough money for it well yes <laughs> Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I, yeah, I just think that, that there should be that element involved. Um, yes, but 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 you have to. Uh, what I'm saying is, you have to start small. Obviously, you're not going to start with a shopping of fifty items on the list, right? You're going to start with, you know, going by going yeah. by bread and milk. Okay, here here's a tangent question. So the kids have been watching The Flash. Mm -hmm. What effect, if any, do you think it's had? on them, positive or negative. Because I think that they should watch something that inspires them in some way. 
I don't think it should be sort of a dead space kind of thing because I think you know kids take on a lot or take in a lot of information at uh, at their stages and ages and I think that they should be watching things that um, are entertaining but educational in in some respect or informational or inspirational okay 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 so first of all i'm a big um book fan you know that right mm. i like to read literature right and it's not always educational books or they're not always presented as educational but you always learn a lot from just reading them. You're just reading a novel, mm -hmm. but you're reading a massive amount of information. Um, well, you're also testing your own ability to follow cognitive logic. You're learning empathy, you're uh, learning how to look at things from different people's perspectives, uh, you are learning about the time and about the place and there's lots of little informations about little things that are in the novel that you didn't know about, like like descriptions of guns or descriptions of you know how things work and so on and so forth. And it's similar with movies, even though you don't learn to that extent like you do when you're reading books, um, you're still getting something out of it. And I think that with Flash, there is no obvious educational value to it. You know, there is no. Uh, there's no hidden geography lessons or history lessons or whatever like you have with those horrible history shows, for example. But um, or or, mm -hmm. or like the the time, what was it we the watched? The time traveling thing, yeah. Where the, they went the timeless. to different timeless. Yeah. Where they went to different periods of history. Uh, or with or with uh, Lemony Snicket. Uh, you had those words explained in the yeah. that was nice. Yeah. Anyway, um there's there's no obvious benefit to it like that, but um there's a lot of other information that they can learn from it, I think. There's uh um there are little things like dealing with loss or trust in relationships or uh, empathy, being helpful, uh, being a hero, right? <laughs> Do you know what I get from it? I, I, I get from it incomplete pictures. And what I mean by that is with each episode, you're informed about something new yes. about each character. And you have to put things together like yeah, a puzzle. Yeah, and you realize that what you learned from the last episode was useful but incomplete mm -hmm. and that there's there's always something more and when you get that new information you have to change what you know. In fact, I was just yesterday, I was sitting on the sofa and I was looking at Zora watching the movie and I realized that for a five-year-old she gets it quite a lot. You know, she's interested in it. She she gets the the storyline. She knows what's happening. She understands the the connections between the people and the relationships. Maybe not to such an extent as Will does, but but still, I thought I thought when I was her age, I was, I was like 
the Teletubbies level, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just retarded shows for kids. So. Well, I don't think it even ran in Slovakia at that time. Uh, anyway, but I, it was just an example, right? I was, I was like, I was like cartoons and 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 uh, schlabikar, uh you know, simple little books for kids. Um, and this is a big, complex thing to process, and she was processing it quite well. So I think there are hidden c cognitive um, advantages to that. It's not. It's not obvious. And to a certain extent, I don't. I think that I don't. I don't. I don't like that mm, when it's too obvious. When the education in the entertainment is too obvious, or when it's prevalent, even. You know, when something's thrown into entertainment, but the educational <laughs> part is prevalent, and this must come from school and from the uh, learned aversion towards learning. Maybe. Yeah, well, you can also see when people have put time, care, effort, and energy into production of something, uh -huh. and they 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 understand the continuity, and they understand the audience, and they understand that they want I, I, to take the audience somewhere. I tell you what, I don't like. I don't like when the artistic side of things is sacrificed for the sake of the educational. Oh yeah, I get I get cuz then what what happens then is you get things that are out of place, right? Because you the, the story then gets peppered with irrelevance. You get things that are yeah, that 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 main point is to teach you something and and everything else is is on the side rail. You it's you get you basically get shitty art. Yeah. F function without a higher purpose is meaningless. Well, the purpose is there. The purpose is to teach children. But it's not going to work unless it's well done. Th that's exactly what I said. Function without a higher purpose is meaningless. <clears throat> and And what that means is that unless you realize all of the connections involved in what it is that you're doing then then what you produce is disconnected and it doesn't flow right i mean you you see it in you, you see it as a problem in in other episodes of other programs and in films where there's a scene that doesn't fit in with everything else and or there there there's like a couple of seconds of like, of what was that about? Because it just doesn't fit in with the the flow. Now, I've it happened in the last Star Trek film, and I'm not sure that that you were aware of it, but uh, I was aware of the fact that there were certain scenes that were thrown into the film that did not flow with the with the, the, the timeline of the story. It was little, little pieces of propaganda that were thrown in there. Um, and you see it in other TV shows as well, where they tend to fall apart. You know, when Glee started to focus on the social agenda more than the story, the story, right? 
more than the, the characters when it started to focus on, okay, we have to get all these different social agendas into each episode, um, th then the whole thing started to fall apart. And uh, it's, it, it's visible. That's where MacGyver fell apart. MacGyver fell apart when it started to introduce characters that would not hold certain positions or be in certain positions. Like when the when the, when the, when the leader of the intelligence operation was a dwarf, right? <laughs> it just it just became ridiculous. I thought right? that was quite funny. Yeah, well, it, it was funny, but any seriousness that was developed for the characters previously was then lost. Not that you no, could. Not that, that it worked. It worked for me. Nah, it just it was too ridiculous to be real at that point. Because you have to have this. You have to, you have to believe in the characters. And um, I'm not saying that that a dwarf couldn't. I believed perform. her. I thought she. I, was, I thought she played it really well. Yeah, but when she's running around with a gun with everybody else, it's like as if a dwarf is going to be like, you know, an action hero at the same time. I'm not talking like like your dwarf kind of uh, Lord of the Rings kind of dwarf. Well, she wasn't an action head. hero. She was. She well, was she just the boss. Yeah, but she ended up in these kind of action scenes with everybody else, which was just so unrealistic that you wouldn't have she wouldn't she wouldn't physically have the same capabilities as other people in those areas. It, it was it, it was just badly executed. Oh, I liked it. It worked for me. What having a dwarf as the boss? Yeah. Uh, it was just—it was like entering Alice in Wonderland for me. That's just because you are uh, not open-minded enough about it. Well, like I'm not saying dwarves shouldn't be bosses. I'm saying that if the dwarf had had like a desk job, you know, rather than an in-the-field job, that um, it would have made more sense. Not that dwarves can't work out in the field. She did have a desk job. She spent most of the time. Running around with everybody else with, with with guns, if you remember the episodes. Yeah, she became the action hero as much as everybody else, and it's just like, well, I I I think you're just trying to satisfy social agendas rather than make a really entertaining piece of of media. Well, I found it really entertaining. So there you go, to to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, I did. It, it didn't. I think that's a very, you know, that's kind of subjective. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that um, I'm not being objective about it at all. I'm, I'm saying what what it created for me. I think the previous boss was far more believable as a serious-minded boss than than having this this other character there. But um, that's that's just me. That's just me. It didn't. It didn't work for me there, but um, uh, social agenda storylines. It worked for me. I could. I could consider a dwarfed person to be serious. I mean, <laughs> you know. No, look. I'm not saying dwarves can't be serious, <laughs> right? Obviously, dwarves have the same kind of problems to deal with that everybody else has to deal with, and a lot more on top of that. But. Um, it just didn't work in, in the role of that character oh, well. uh, for me. 
for some reason. I did not have any problem with that working for me. Anyway, um... This is... Anyway. Anyway, what were we talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> I've absolutely no idea. Kids. We were talking about kids and focus, and I asked about the flash, whether yeah. it's, uh, it, it's working out. Yes, it's everything. It's Look, I think, unless it's mindless brutality, I think it's working, okay? As long as there's things to the story, lo as long as there's logic, as long as it's, as long as it's intriguing and puzzling, and you have to put two and two together, and you have to, and, and you have to not think odd about sex scenes every episode, and you have to think about, uh, you know, the relationships and how, how things fit with each other. I, I, I like that. I like that. It's, good, I, it's really well done. I'm surprised how well it's done. It's it's really well done, and it's got really good actors. So they they chose like the best actors they could have chosen for their roles. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that. The acting is. Did you? Just, I mean, look did at. Did you see the guy? The guy's face when the Flash revealed himself to the the policeman. The, uh, the the black guy's daughter is dating the policeman. Oh, that policeman! Yeah. Yeah. When the Flash revealed who he was to that uh -huh. guy, that guy's face was. Was great. Was well, shocked. Yeah, the shock. The shock was that was the great yeah, acting. I know, I know. That was so cool. They're all really good actors. I mean, his dad is amazing. Oh, right? that, he's he's a he's one of those. It's really hard to be the always positive character. He's one of those. Da he's he's a, he's a perfect dad. Yeah. He's just dad. <laughs> for for everybody. There, you couldn't have a better dad character than yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got that black cop who's really cool. It's, it's, it's just those characters are so well written and, and so well executed. You've got Dr. Wells, who is like, he's, he's a genius for what he's playing. I mean, he's, he always has that little smile on his face that yeah, freaks you, you know, out. You never know, right? And you don't know what he's thinking because he's always got that little smile on his face. He's, he's got that little smile on his face even when, when things are falling apart and people are dying. I mean, it's like, it's, it's just completely freaky. Um, and... It's funny because he does the same face and at the same time uh, you know when it's kind of benign and when it's malign, if you know what I mean. But it yeah. still looks kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's not overacting his role. You know, he, he's, he's, he's being very subtle. Yes, yes, it's not, it's not a super villain, even though he is. Anyway, oh, it's just amazing. I think mean, I think they're all amazing. Well, so far everything has pretty much been been within the the bounds of the, the the scope of what you expect from those characters in that kind of series. The bad guys all over the top, completely insane people, which is sort of what. And you I, and I, I liked the fact that the the main um, the main woman, right the the woman prize, the 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 what, what's the woman prize. The woman prize. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> the main woman is the woman prize. The, the 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 main crush, right? The Iris character is not idealized. I like that as well. Like in the last episode, she just acted like a like a hysteric person or whatever. She just uh, she did not. Okay, let me put that. Uh, in a more respectful way, she did not act uh, very um, 
emotionally mature. You know what there's not in this series? There's not that alpha male kind of punch, punch, punchy, fighty kind of lead role male character. You know what I'm saying? Punchy, fighty lead role male character. He's uh, not a John Wayne. No. And that's that makes it more interesting. Yeah, there is no John Wayne. The the the, the cop is slightly John Wayne-ish, but only ever so slightly because obviously he's also very uh, emotional about his children. It's yes. not there. No, there's no macho. There's no macho. But that's what I'm saying. Even the even the female characters. I mean, there's there's none of them is idealized. None of the characters are idealized. Mm -hmm. They all have pros and cons and strengths and weaknesses, which is nice. Yeah, they're good. They're good lead model examples. Well written. It is. It is. It. It's not perfect, but it's very well written. Mm -hmm. I thought it got it got it, it got too cartoonish with Mr. Cold, and Mr. Hot kind of thing. That was that was just on the edge of being too cartoonish for me. But that's me being hypercritical, right? I mean, it's still oh, too cartoonish. I mean, the whole plot is based on the flash right so <laughs> you can't get more cartoonish than that it's all based on a cartoon so yeah yeah it's going to have those elements in it mm -hmm. you know it's all that it's the superman principle right mm -hmm. i mean it, it it's very much got that that the atmosphere about it it's just it's, it's and the, the characters are just so likable even the evil characters are very likable yeah cuz they're all over the top which mm -hmm. is fair enough that's that's what you that's what you expect. You even like Doctor Wells. Was is he doctor? Well, I, I sort of realized yesterday, only yesterday, that that most of the bad guys in those kinds of series are are portrayed as doctors. Like the the, <laughs> bad, the bad guy is always a doctor. <laughs> it's always a doctor or a scientist that's completely insane and and. and yeah. Wants to do all the bad stuff. Well, that's because that's because if you don't, if you, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not hyper intelligent and have some kind of degree, right? You can you just and and you're evil. You're just a criminal, right? You're at a you're lower not, level. You're not an evil overlord or <laughs> whatever. You're not a super villain. You're just a little, I don't know, thug. Well, yeah, you're you're one dimensional basically. Mm. So that might be why. Anyway, um, I even I even like him, even though it, it is being revealed more and more that he's a he's a very evil MF, right? Mm -hmm. But he's still kind of I don't know. This might might be just because I like that. I like that actor. But with that plot twist, right, in the last episode, where we found out that. That Dr. Wells was somebody else, was actually yeah. a good guy. Yeah, Dr. Right. Wells' body had been possessed by the... Uh, yes. Um, his body was stolen, basically. Yeah. Um, do you think that, that, that they're that original be able to bring him back to life, or do you think that he's, like, dead dead? I don't know. I think he's dead dead. But original... But maybe... I was thinking yesterday that maybe there will be a little bit of him, like, like in... in that th there will be a little bit of goodness in him from that original Dr. Wells that the evil um, thorn 
can't deal with, you know, that sometimes comes out as in form of empathy or something. But maybe that I'm just overthinking things. Maybe it's not going to be there at all. But um, having that notion that there actually was a person who looked exactly the same, who was a good guy, it kind of uh, makes the sense of of why you like that villain, <laughs> you know, because he looks like a good guy. <laughs> and he was a good guy at some point, so. so there you go, well written. Oh, it's very so, well so far well written. The, the plot, well, well the, the plot is, is, is amazing as well. Good, good, good. And of course they throw in the other characters from time to time. The arrow appears and mm -hmm. and so do other people. I like the last one in the, in the, the Atom in the last episode. That was funny. He's a funny hero. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's really cool. Silly. The, the right level of comedy. Yeah. Excellent. It's here. It's here. Uh, is it is a Netflix? It's not Netflix, is it? It's not Netflix. No, it's not. It's not Netflix. Well, I wanted to say it's your typical Netflix series, but it's not Netflix, no. But it's your. It's it's that kind of. It's got everything that people like. It's the thing that you just have to like. <laughs> just like it. Don't think about it. Just like it. You can't. You can't do. You you can't help it. You just have to like it. There's nothing to not like about it. Cool. Well said. Well said. Right. Um, it's time for us to move on and go and do something more constructive. Mm -hmm. So. Um, mm -hmm. This is my weekend. You know, I made a conscious decision that unless there is something very... Um, urgent. Urgent. Essential. Vital. Yes. Uh, or... It, in any way beneficial I'm just going to keep my weekends being weekends I never had that before you, you see because I always had to I always had to follow the clients right mm -hmm. if a client said well, I need a translation within 36 hours and he said it on Sunday morning I would spend the whole Sunday translating right and and mm -hmm. most of the night probably um but thanks to the new events, I'm getting to a stage where I might actually be able to have weekends and work during the week and I might be able to afford to not work at the weekends. Good. Good decision. See see how it Which I think would goes. be extremely beneficial, not only for my working morale but also for the kids and for my teaching morale because when I'm exhausted I don't I don't do the school well either so I think yes. I'm just going to use the weekends unless there is like a long-term client who comes to me like like Thomas and says hey I need these million pages translated then I'll do that for him but but otherwise I'm gonna keep it for myself yeah, for sure. Fatigue eats away into productivity. It's the first time that I got to a place where I can actually do that, and that's good. 
I see why people do that. People have to do that. They have to do it, right? Yes, but it's not a bad design. It's not. That's what I mean. Should I go and have a second breakfast? Should I go and have a first breakfast? Where are the kids? Sleeping. That's unusual. I would really like to go jogging today. There's nothing stopping you. I have to do my exercise. I have to do my exercise at some point. My two hours. Two hours, God. Well, I it turns into two hours because by the time you prepare things and exercise and okay, I can. I just. I can be bothered exercising for two hours. One hour is one hour is for me. One hour is cool. It's mindset. It's not about the exercise. It's about. It's about training yourself to go through a process that has future benefits. Just but for two hours, isn't it just time wasting? You could you you know that you know that you could get exercise that is just as effective. Yeah the cr cro one hour, the, right? the CrossFit stuff, right? The CrossFit stuff is more That's productive. Just CrossFit calisthenics as well. I mean you can just work with your body weight but you add in a little bit of explosive movements rather than slow motion lifting and uh and you you get you get double the exercise you know are there ways to be more productive yes i am not just focusing on one specific element though i'm focusing on not just the physical activity but also the mindset involved in the physical activity and it's it, it's a very important part of the, the mental process. And I don't want it to be mindless. I want it to be mindful. That does not contradict anything that I said. Um, only in the sense that I treat exercise as if it were meditation, not exercise. Yes, but my point is who's got the time to do it for two hours? Does it eat up time? Yes. Am I doing other things which are productive during that time? Yes, very much so. I very often listen to podcasts during the exercise and uh, I try to scan social media and pick up relevant pieces of news and information that I can filter back into my work. So, I, so like for example, if I go jogging, mm -hmm. I not all the time, but I very often download podcasts and listen to them. So mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, I've exercised for two hours. It's that I've filtered information that's important for that period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's not in any sense lost time. It's actually productive time. Yeah, I'm not looking at it from the perspective of your work productivity, though. I was looking at it from my completely and utterly selfish pr perspective of you being available for me and the kids. <laughs> well, that, that's what creates the availability. As, as ridiculous as it sounds and as contradictory as it sounds, being unavailable for that period of time creates availability at other points in time. If you say so. Well, one of the alternatives to that would be being permanently unavailable. 
Which would just be stupid. I mean, so. the, what, the, yeah, one, one of the alternatives to being alive would be to be dead, right? I mean, <laughs> that's a kind of pointless statement. Well, it's pointless being <clears throat> dead. I mean, you can't do much when you're dead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the alternative to me making a lot of money would be me making a little bit of money. I mean, there's always alternatives. It's about how useful they are, right? Yes, I agree. I agree. You know, sometimes you have to take a step back to see the way forward or to move forward. And it's a... a... Hey, oh, sorry, what? That's a bit of a general non-statement as well. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it's, it very often helps people to, to stop and think before they make a choice, which is, which is not moving. It, 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 it's an apparent contradiction. Grass is green. I don't, I don't know how that connects to anything that we were saying. Um, you don't all, you're not always aware of the elements of productivity as they happen. Are you not? No, nobody is. Let me give you an example, right? You're going to do a lot of different things over the next week, some of which will be more successful than others. At this moment in time, you have very little idea which are going to be the more successful and which are going to be the least successful in a lot of those activities. So you're going to put effort in, but the productivity of the outcome is still in doubt. There are still some things that we don't know. And the productivity of the outcome will determine the next step with that activity. You, you, you're, you're not aware of a point being made there, are you? I'm still, I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> well, that, that is the point. The, 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 um, okay, here's how I explained it to a student recently. The decision is the result. People are very often looking for the result, yeah? Looking for the, 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 the finished point, right? But to get to the finished point, you have to decide about what you want to do and, and where you want to go, right? You follow me so far? Uh, yes, but you okay, have to wait, relate wait. it to what we were talking about, okay? Because I'm losing you because you're not relating it to what we were talking about. We were talking about you being available. Yes. Okay, so you being available is the end result in this situation, right? Okay, I'm making a choice. Yes, I'm making a choice to be unavailable for a specific period of time mm -hmm. so that I can be available for a specific period of time. Okay. And so what I mean by that is the decision is the result. That people think that, that the, the end point is the result. But you, you, by making the decision at the beginning, you complete what is a holistic process. Because the decision is the result of the previous process. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's a continual cycle. And as contradictory as it sounds, you end up in life with situations like less is more. Which is extremely common in life and you know, people get confused by that. That it, it's very common for people to apply the process of less is more without realizing that you know it's an inherent contradiction but it works really well. 
Okay, I'm falling asleep now. Don't Thank you, you for the explanation. I, put you to sleep. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I mean, yes, no. I mean, I understand the point. Okay, I understood it at the beginning that you are doing something in order to be available later on. That you're basically multitasking, right? Um, um, yeah, I wouldn't use that term, but I understand what you're saying. But it, it's what he is. I mean, if you if you're exercising and working at the same time, that's basically what it is. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. I'll go with that. Good night. Wait, it's morning. You can't say good night. I can. Good night. Um, can I take this off? It's going to amputate my left ear again. Don't amputate your ear. It's this headset. It's just so freaking uncomfortable. Wait a sec.